0: You declare your purpose and then it is how do you use innovative thinking to design think it differently throughout your organization and even shift the vernacular of the language. For example, um, when we reported out on our loan book, we would have it in numbers or percentage. Well, what if you just shifted it to not necessarily numbers or dollars of mortgages that you've given out, but the number of homes. That you have placed people in. That immediately shifts the narrative. And I do believe that that is where companies that are stepping into purpose go. The tangible and the intangible.
1: Welcome and thank you for joining us for another episode of the How for Her human expansion realized podcast. These podcasts are the creative artistry inspired by our weekly gather for her conversations that take place in real time. They are the culmination of co-created and harvested wisdom that is palpable during these gatherings around our virtual fire. Our hope is that in a practice of deep listening with us here, you will feel our hands at your back in the journey of realizing your own personal expansion, leaving each listening experience with a spark that ignites your how. In today's episode, our hosts are talking joyful purpose work. And who else to head that conversation, but founder of Trinity Solutions, Inc., Gail Stepanek-Kebert. Her purpose is to inspire individuals and businesses to articulate and design their own purpose to have more oomph and more impact.
0: I believe that we're born into the world with two things. One is our personality and one is our purpose. And landing into that purpose early will give us what I call joy, happiness, oomph, aliveness. My name, Gail, represents happiness and gay and and yeah, just being being well in the world. And I believe that our names are keepers of of our soul work that we're meant to do. And when I reflect on my journey, I go back to a grade two scribbler that I didn't find not to, I found quite recently. And it said that I wanted to be a social worker. And I smiled at that because I haven't followed a traditional social worker path, but I do believe that the work that I'm set out to do in this world and have done in this world is around social purpose. And it is around impact and contribution. Everything from, I think, being curious about other cultures and moving to Quebec City in my third year of university to growing up in a very small rural community where you pretty much had to get along with the 250 people around you. And then after that university experience, moving to Malaysia and Indonesia and traveling through Nepal and India and understanding people and then. Interwoven in that was my the business gale, you know, the, the curious business gale that wanted to, I believe, make an impact in the world, which led me to managing a marketing communications company in Kuala Lumpur, which then led me back to Canada and into a cooperative movement, a financial cooperative, which is such a different business model than the traditional private sector model. I mean, it's rooted in the member owner versus the customer. And, and I believe that, you know, the 21 years that I spent there were, was a servant leadership path that I was meant to take. And my last role at service credit union, where I was at, was purpose and innovation officer, which I believe took everything that I knew, which was strategy, governance, vision, uh, people, like everything that I loved about business and moved it into a purpose and innovation officer space, which then made me realize that I need to take more stock of my life and make more impact and be a maverick in this world. So that's kind of in this complete circle, I feel that's brought me to today. Uh, that's that's how I'm weaving it into my the debut of Trinity Solutions. Of Gail stepping into the purpose world and being a purpose enthusiast.
2: Going to turn it over to the co-hosts and see whether that brings up anything for you. Maybe we'll we'll start with you, Christina. If that's okay.
3: Sure. <laughs> I. I just want to say a couple of personal things, and that is, I, I got to know Gail through. Uh, um, she was introduced through Powerhouse through the First Steps program, and it's really easy to be jo- drawn to her, to her joy and uh, her joy of life. And uh, I loved what you said about your about your name. I think that it's very reflective. But what was impactful for me was actually meeting you in person, in. Um, in in gibsons meeting you in person and what was so interesting is that you embody um both your personality and your purpose and and that integration of those two like i loved what you said about um you know that we are born with uh with our personality and our sense of purpose and you actually embody that and and all of us felt it in your in your presence um <laughs> And a couple of us were like we we get to meet Gail in person and she's so much more than we any of us imagined and uh, you have a very um generous generous presence uh to you and so your your work in the world now and all the ways that have led you into into that work um has i I see a level of mastery. I feel like I experienced a level of mastery coming from you in, in experiencing you um, uh, personally, that you've reached that level, level of, of mastery, very, um, but, but also from a way of generosity and, and humility and yet still mastery. Um, so I, I, I'm really grateful to know you and I'm curious, I guess, about how, um, well, actually I'm curious as to what uh, you described, what led you here, but what, um, how does, how does your work, how does your work now ripple out as, um, as a change maker? Oh, I love that question. Thank you. You know, I think the ripple
0: is by connecting with more. You know, I'm more businesses, more individuals. And granted, I'm one person, but if I truly vision out Trinity solutions, you know, I'm I'm but one purpose enthusiast. There's many of us, but I, I see Trinity solutions growing to have many purpose purveyors or people that help other people find their purpose. And on the corporate side, if if a business can truly step into its purpose, it then aligns or taps into what aligns every individual to that company's purpose. And that in itself has the ripple power. And so my role in that is to be the servant leader and help companies and help individuals pull that out state it put it put it out there like a broadcast like a megaphone because in that there is action and without declaring it and then putting the behaviors behind it and then putting an implementation plan together it's nothing right and i believe that's the role that i'll have in the world and i'm not alone i mean this is purpose work is um i think the meaning of life work has been in existence of humanity And I I feel that I'm surrounded now uh, via this greatness grid, that's what Charlene calls it, of people that are doing this work. And it is so energizing and so needed in the world because many people just do not have a sense of purpose. And I know myself, naming it and calling it out gave me a lift that I had not experienced before. It just i'm energized when i talk about it i get energized but also the company like service credit union when we landed on our purpose the energy in the room with the executive team was palpable like palpable i still wish i had a camcorder that i could have just asked them when we asked them what did financial fitness mean to them um it was incredible Tears, emotion. And that's how it should be. Like your purpose should be emotional. So I led us a bit of a stray, but um, yeah, Christina, I hope that that answered the question.
4: Thank you, Gail. I want to jump in a little bit because Christina named something about you, about when they met you. And when she met you in person, I was there. We were all in a celebration of the eight years of Powerhouse and Deanne Whalen coming home, and it was a big night. And, and I had the opportunity to meet you in person too. And Christina said this thing about you were so much bigger than, than, than we had experienced so far. And she had done first steps with you. And and first steps, of course, is all expansion work on the inside. So that's already big work. So what clued in for me there, I want to just connect back to your statement of the great resignation or rather Shar's introduction. And I'm wondering what you notice about organizations or in organizations as change makers or individuals as change makers, as they claim that purpose. And I I know a piece of your work is living that purpose, which I think is that thing that Christine is naming is that so much bigger and what you notice about that. And if you think, if there's a connection between knowing your purpose and sidestepping or just skipping it entirely, the great resignation that we're all in, just what comes up for you in that because we're seeing it everywhere. People ditch in their jobs and for lots of good reasons. What's that about, do you think, in connection to purpose?
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, Tina. I feel that that is about I feel that's about the brain, frankly. It goes back to neuroscience and the limbic and the, cor- the cortex. You know, there is there is science behind knowing your purpose and how that leads to happiness. And, and no different than endorphins and dopamines and, you know, serotonin and oxytocin. All of these things, all of these, I would say, neurology and those m- – chemicals or in our body are so important so i i do believe that when people haven't stepped into their purpose or they feel disconnected from the organization their body's not firing properly and i feel that that is a big part of this great resignation where people have gotten a taste of something else through this isolation period they've had time to reflect they've had time to sit with themselves in a different way And something is coming up that's saying, hmm, I'm not feeling authentic. I'm not feeling right in this world. I'm not connected to the CEO or my manager. I'm not connected to my family. I'm not connected to community. And in that, I feel there's a voice inside that says, I need to get back on track. And I'm not saying all, but I feel that that's where that's coming from this ability to reflect and stop is scary and needed. <laughs> I mean, it, and people are stepping into that and I think that's what's happening and that's why they're getting closer to their own truth and their own, what I call your soul's purpose and that this is who I am and this is where I'm moving. I really do believe that it comes back to neuroscience and and that in internal internal being
4: so can I? I just want to circle in on so when a company knows its purpose, um, which in my my own languaging as a story person, it's it's like that soul story, right? When a company knows that, are are you suggesting then then and lives it, then all of the team members, employee, like the whole thing, the whole all of the ecosystem of the people in it can go can can hear it and feel it, and then and resonate with it is that where your like their soul story kind of lines up with the organizations maybe
0: yes and not necessarily for all because i feel that once a company steps into its purpose its why most companies live in the what and the how that's where most companies live this is what we do this is who we are but why do i exist as an organization like if you just think of an organization as a person why does that person exist? What is its personality? Like if any of you have done the Myers Briggs, organizations have personalities just like people, are they introverted? Are they extroverted? Are they thinking? Are they feeling? Are they perceiving? Are they judging? You know, are they sensing? Are they intuitive? And I I do believe that not all people once a company has declared its purpose may be aligned. Uh, I think I think majority will if that organization has been living its true um, existence. Like I'll, I'll use service credit union as the example. The one that I know best is the fact that when we declared shaping member financial fitness and ultimately to build more resilient and prosperous communities, that resonated with the majority of the organization but calling it out was so important because we had not done that before. And all of a sudden, financial fitness is relatable to me. Everyone has finances. Finances are emotional. We didn't treat them as emotions before that. So all of a sudden, we were talking about the emotion of money. Well, money is joyful, it's shameful, it's embarrassment, it's all of those things. And it spoke to the individual in everyone that was in the organization. So I do believe that when an organization calls it out, they will have onboarders. I'm a big believer of the third rule, and maybe that's my Trinity solutions. But a third of the people will be, yoo this is excellent. A third of the people will be, mm, tell me more. And a third will be, uh-uh, not so interested. I call it like the 30%, 30%, 30%. So we always focus on the two-thirds like, focus on the two-thirds, not the, the one-third that's saying, time out, don't want that. Okay. Yeah, so Trinity, Triangle, for me, I've been living with this for 20 years. I've been writing about the Trinity and the Triangle. I think it's all been coming to this, and for me, it's many things. I mean, there's a spiritual sense in that, for sure. I mean, if you think about the Holy Trinity, that's, I am a spiritualist. I, I am, I'm a leader in, in that thinking but i do believe that for me trinity is about purpose at the top innovation as the means to implement the purpose and the third point is impact for impact frankly i i don't want to be dealing with individuals nor companies that aren't in a higher service than themselves because i believe that the, today's world is about servant leadership and letting our egos go. And that's a hard thing to do. Um, you know, for me, it's, it, you know, your ego gets in the way and then a lot happens, but th- that's the meaning of Trinity. And I could tell you more stories. I mean, Trinity has many applications, but that in the sense of Trinity solutions is purpose plus innovation for impact or equals impact.
5: Thank you for that I'm curious in your purpose work then like and, and thank you for also mentioning we don't want to work with organizations or people who aren't um, on that higher frequency that that understanding of, of purpose because my question was going to be how do you deal with people in particular organizations um, because organizations typically uh, as we we've gotten to know them that it's all business it's all it's all business it's all it's all um capitalism it's it's the dollar and it, it's it, it, there's no room in, in the business for spirituality there's no room for purpose as as we as we uh, want purpose to be um, realized how do you how do you how have you have you um and i know your business is new but but you've, like you say, you've you've been driven to this for twenty years. How do you articulate purpose work to uh, organizations or people uh, who seem to be interested, uh, or that you feel would be better served by understanding it? Better? If yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Like, Sharon,
0: thanks. thank you for that question. Um, well, first of all, I. I've been in this space of, I guess, what we've been calling corporate social responsibility for 20 years now. That was part of my portfolio. And what delights me today is I believe the purpose economy is live and well, and the reason why companies, not all, but those that are in this purpose economy have seen that living a purpose or understanding the why of the business is profitable and i think before companies used to say i will make a lot of money and then i will do good versus this merger of doing good and stepping into the purpose are one you can't you can't force them apart like they're they're together purpose and profit are one they're synonymous this is a big awakening for companies but what, where I get delighted is I'm a board member. I love governance work. I, I really feel that boards have a responsibility in this area of social purpose and purpose. It is there. It's being talked about. The Institute of Corporate Directors, corporate purpose has been on the agenda for almost actually every, every calendar year, every conversation we step into. I was at a distinguished director's dinner last week And that was the topic. Profiling a company that had stepped into purpose and then our dialogue at the director table was around, why is it that business leaders are not stepping into social purpose? So I I feel that this is energetically, companies are moving away from shareholder capitalism to stakeholder capitalism the usa is a great case in point you know 92 companies led by people like larry fink of BlackRock, have said if you are not about doing good in this world you're not you're not part of this this corporate movement and holding people accountable like larry fink held apple accountable for looking at what gr- the screen does to to children and which is where the screen time you know, timer came in, and I, I feel this is so important, that but where I'm delighted is companies are stepping into it. Where I also see a bit of a fallback, though, many companies are stepping into purpose similar to how they stepped into, you know, green or environment, and I see a bit of purpose washing happening whereby companies have declared a purpose, but there's no forsake of what? why what is my greater calling in the world am i linking this back up to the un sustainable goals there's 17 goals your company can align to one of them and really looking at how to measure impact that is where i'm seeing some companies declaring a purpose but it's it's a statement or they say that they're stepping into a purpose but it's blank on the other end and and unless you're doing it for you know, a social impact or a higher cause, I, I frankly, I don't believe that you're being intentful around purpose. So the companies I want to work for are the ones or work with are the companies that want to do good in this
3: world. Gail, I, I want to jump in because you led to my next question that's kind of brewing in my, my head, and I'm genuinely curious about this, um, is I'm curious about the role of no and the role of boundaries in purpose work and uh, and I loved what you said uh, you know there's one thing around ticking a box and there's another thing about really setting some parameters can you talk about how you lead individuals and businesses into that that again that embodiment over um just a cursory uh, agreement how do you deepen that um
0: christina i feel it's a journey i really do i feel it's it takes time i mean it takes time to shift the vernacular internally but the beginning of that is by telling story and and i know powerhouse this is your world is is around telling story and i we spent a lot of time at service just telling the stories of the impact of members that we made around financial fitness and, and then looking at how do we measure that? Like, how do we truly measure this? Because companies can get caught up in B Corp certification or UN sustainable goals and just checking boxes, but are you truly deepening the work in the organization? And, the biggest group that can affect the change in organizations are middle managers middle managers is where it all happens the magic happens and truly if those middle managers and even the word middle kind of i shouldn't even be saying that way because bothers me but i'm going back to your systems work christina of tops middles and bottoms but the middle to me that's the heart of the organization, if you've onboarded those those um, managers and leaders, wow, the influence and effect that they can have. But it is a journey. It's not, you know, you declare your purpose, and then it is how do you use innovative thinking to design think it differently throughout your organization, and even shift the vernacular of the language. For example. Um, when we reported out on our loan book, we would have it in numbers or percentage. Well, what if you just shifted it to not necessarily numbers or dollars of mortgages that you've given out, but the number of homes that you have placed people in. That immediately shifts the narrative. And I do believe that that is where companies that are stepping into purpose go the tangible and the intangible, the financial, the non-financial. And setting the parameters. Sorry, you you mentioned about parameters. Um, I almost feel that it's opposite. It's almost like it's boundaryless, but then you use your purpose statement as your decision, the part of your decision tree. Does this align to our purpose? Is our strategy augmenting our purpose? If I am living my purpose, Gail, you know, to help others articulate their purpose, um, if I'm living that, then what am I doing in my board work? Like when I when I'm joining a board now, I think, does this fulfill my purpose? And the three boards that I sit on, they do, they fulfill my purpose. But I'm using that very much as a litmus test, and I would encourage anyone on this. You know, listening to this recording or here with us today, to really think about your purpose statement and then, you know, what decisions are you making in your life? And is it feeding it or is it um, starving it? That's what I would say.
4: Now, Shar might be jumping in next anyway, because maybe our brains are aligned or we'll see. But what I really pulled up on was the middle middle manager, Okay, I know we don't like that term, I get it. However, the what it represents is middle and I'm coming back to thirds. Mm-hmm. And so, as you know, in powerhouse media is the beat of our drum and in our work in the world, it's about shifting the narrative and all the different spokes of the great big sun that we are and all the rays that we do that, we're shifting the narrative. And it's um the middle, as you say, or the most relatable as you said earlier around purpose work is how the middle moves and and when the middle catches something that's when things tip it's not when the top catches it whatever that means or whatever the you know the small percentage catches it it's when the middle catches it that things tip and i'm really curious what you um and i know i didn't prep you on this so i apologize um I'm really curious about purpose work and media and change makers and grabbing the mic or grabbing the camera and what you see or feel or notice in this world of media that we're in now and purpose work and where that, yeah, what are your, you had to guess again, I'm throwing you in, but where, where does that take you? oh
0: yeah great question and frankly i reflected and mirrored back to powerhouse and the work that you're doing and i love charlene your quote of who are we celebrating like who are we truly celebrating who's in the news today are we celebrating change makers are we celebrating impact makers are we celebrating criminals are we celebrating people that are destructive to the world and I know that the story, if the story can shift, like even to 80% of what we hear in the world. I mean, not not the world's not always good, but if we were to shift the the news to being more positive, um, my husband and daughter and I watch a segment every morning before she goes to school, and it's called a Good Four, and it's mm-hmm. four feel-good moments, be it videos, be it a bit of information that just leave us in a good place starting our day. But on the news, there's there are deaths, there are murders, there are atrocities. Um, and balancing that, how do we balance that? So I do feel that the work of purpose is shining a light on those stories and again i think that um you know adidas and their plastic recycling of their shoes that be- has become a very profitable business for them that story in and of itself is a story to be shared they've taken garbage from the ocean and created running shoes out of it and it's one of their top selling you know products and how do we shine a light on more of that so more people are doing that I certainly want to do that. I, I wanna I wanna highlight the middle. The people, you know, I, I love Ellen and I love Oprah, but at the end of the day, what about someone in this room? Let's just lift them up and have them share their story. And and to me, that's the middle. The middle is where the the tipping point, the shift will happen. That's what I'm excited about. And I do believe it's happening. I, I believe it's I maybe it's because i'm just it's like you buy a new car and you only see that brand of car maybe that's where the world i'm living in i'm only seeing all the great impact media stories out there but there's something else happening in the world
2: there is a tipping point happening i would like to jump in (laughs) and i i want to just take us through a quick exercise of one of the most compelling tools or conversations that Gail and I have ever had, because I also have been in a purpose space for two decades. And so what's different now? What, what, is, what is different that's going to help us over this tipping point? And I've learned it from my friend Gail. You're absolutely right. Organizations can get stuck on the what and the how. And so we do a lot of great work to articulate and express the what. And it's great. And it goes in the annual report and it's yay, we've created the what, but that's very important. We have to express it first. And of course, Simon Sinek in the last decade has really uh, tuned us all up to the why it's awesome. But what Gail has taught me is the importance of the who. And I want to bring you to that for your own selves today as a takeaway. Gail has taught me to think about the Trinity of who, who are you doing this for? Why? Who, who are you getting up every morning? And I'll share my who with you because there are three and I can trace it back to the very beginning of powerhouse. We build strong women who lead 20 years ago. My who is my maternal grandmother. She is a woman that I never met, and she lived through the residential school. The whole experience of that. So whenever I get on my high horse that I can't get through or over something, I connect with her. She's very close to me. My second who is Mother Earth. She's my present who, and trust me, She's with me daily right now in the wind, on the earth, in the sunshine, and in the incredible downpours that my province is currently experiencing. But who is my future who? Who's keeping me just as lit up now as then, you know, when we first started? And I told Gail this My who is the foster care system young Indigenous woman who's just adulting out of foster care. May she have the same hope and light that I've been given in the gift of my life. I share that little story with you because that's a takeaway. Figure out your who. (laughs) And Gail, I'm just wondering if you can say a little more about that, because when we're decolonizing business practices, we have to push past the why we've talked about the why we've talked about the what we've talked about the how, but I, I'm curious in, I'm curious in the innovation and the, and what's next. Like I'd love to just open that up a little bit.
0: Oh, Charlene, there's so much in that, but you know what? I really, when you said that, I want to share with you something that rocked my world on truth and reconciliation day on September 30th. And Indigenous wisdom is speaking to my soul in a way that is so profound. And I believe that the who for me, that that wisdom is connected back to my matriarchal grandmother, to my um, family, to my future who, which is the 18 to 29-year-olds that are feeling lost in this world. But I want to talk about Maurice Sinclair's CBC interview that I listened to on that day. So think about Maurice Sinclair as the man who brought the story of the residential school to Canada, the man who believed this was his purpose. His purpose was to take his legal background and his Senator background and, and turn it into something. He asked four questions. He said, answer four questions as a child. Where do I come from? Who are my ancestors? But more importantly, who are my ancestors' heroes? That's really important question. Who were my ancestors' heroes? The second question, where am I going? What happens to me when I die? My body, my spirit. My purpose work does a bit of this in my framework with individuals. The Indigenous say that you go back to the Creator. The third question he asks is, what am I here for? What is my purpose? What am I born to do? What, a, what is part of my understanding? What is my name? And at the moment of conception, you're being conceived because the creator is sending you out into the world to have a purpose. So what is that purpose and, you know, name that spirit. I mean, that's part of the Indigenous way. The last question that you mentioned, Shar, is who am I? Who am I? And the totality of it all, of who I am. And the who am I is around, you know, he mentions, you may not know it until right before you die, who you were. Who was that soul that came into this body? Who am I? And that, those four questions connected to all the work that I'm doing in such a profound way. The who, the why, the what, the how, when, like now, we're going to do it now. All of us are, you know, now, now's the time. Creating that sense of urgency It's stepping into it. And I just feel this beauty and this connectivity of, how we are going to shift the paradigms that aren't serving us anymore. Like why, why do companies act the way they do? Why do they exit executives who have served for 10 to 20 years and kick them out the door and don't even give them time to say goodbye to their, to their colleagues, to their employees? Why do we do that? that's patriarchal, that's colonization. That's BS in my mind. (laughs) We've got to treat people better. We're humans. And as Diane Whalen said, right, um, Tina, 0.01% of all living on the planet are humans. 99.9% of all living is not human. It's Mother Nature. It's plants birds ocean you know and i think there's something very much that we need to step into there i just went on a soapbox
4: (laughs) yeah you take that soapbox you take it you take it you go i want to circle us into oomph before our our, hour is up and knowing that sometimes you know when when a Change maker arrives at an acronym, we can often think, oh, that's just that easy way for us to remember mm-hmm. her. But I believe that all of the pieces we've had in this conversation are leading to this acronym that you have called OOMPH. And I'm wondering if you can share it with us.
0: Oh, yes, yes. And and I, I thank Tina for helping me get to the root of this. So sometimes it's not easy to see yourself and you need others to reflect you back. And I love that Powerhouse does that for me. Oomph. Um, The first O is own it. Own your purpose. Like, put it on. Here, I'll just show you mine. And I think it's really important. Part of my framework is I help people get to a deliverable, a statement. Put it on your phone. Tuck it in your sock. Own it. The second O is really open up to innovative thinking and the human centricity and design thinking of innovation. It is such an amazing tool and offering. And the M is measure it. I, you know, what, what's measured gets done and measuring it, everything's measurable. And you can create your own measurements as organizations, as individuals, measurement is so important. The P is put people, profits, and planet in the same bucket. Why have environmental scans, environmental scans in business excluded the environment? Why isn't mother nature in an environmental scan? So people, profit, planets, put them in the same bucket. And the H is help. Help for happiness. You could say help humanity, but it's help. And that's going to connect with the neuroscience of your brain. And you're going to feel better in the world because you have helped. That's oof.
4: And just to connect the dots, that's purpose, right? That's you that's measurable. That's your M. That's your measurable of navigating purpose. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it sounds to me that the first one, even if if all we did was start there, everything else would potentially trickle down you know and with support from you but that first one. yeah, yeah.
0: Thank you. Oh,
3: you talked about um, you know holding up a mirror, right so that you can see yourself. And uh, I'm wondering what's the mirror that you want to hold up to those that are that are listening? right now
0: wow I would say like step into your like what are your superpowers when you look in the mirror what are your gifts your offerings and then what are you truly longing for what do you what what's calling you to do something more and what can't you shake like what what's always sort of there that is it's there you can't shake it and you want to bring it to the present.
2: I'm really curious where this brings you. We'll give Gail's phone a chance to ring, but I'm sure I'm really curious where this conversation brings you from an indigenous lens. Um, I touched on where it, it brought me, um, but I was curious where it brought you as we start to come to a close. Um, uh,
5: thanks, Char. Um, so. At the beginning, you, uh, Gail, you mentioned uh, that we are born with our personality and um, our purpose, and so then um, there are many people in the world that would, would disagree with that. That you know, they they don't know their purpose, and their personality is developed as we go along. But um, I I absolutely believe that 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 is true. Um, um, So what do you do do, um, with the people that, uh, how do you help the people that don't know what their purpose is?
0: Yeah, you know what, for me, I take them through a bit of a story of their life to help them perhaps identify where there is a thread. Because I do believe if you have them reflect back on their life, there, there is, there is a purpose element. And that's part of my framework. Um, You know, without getting into it too much, I I review the chapters of their life. And then also how how they be in the world, what have they been doing in the world, and then what makes their heart sing, like, truly, what gets them so curious, and what's getting them out of bed. And, And frankly, there will always be people that will debunk this work and that's okay my focus is going to be as i said that on the two-thirds that are wanting to step into this work and you know if you think to the back of time i mean purpose is rooted obviously in indigenous thinking and being the mayans if you date if you go back to Mayans but just from the beginning of life like I think there's been lots of fun and not so fun movies about the meaning of life but some people are also scared I think there's an element of fear of stepping into to one's purpose
4: yeah
5: Yeah, yeah
4: yeah
0: yeah
5: um yeah and so so it's fair to say then that we we come into this world knowing our purpose but then we forget because of the conditioning that we've been we've been given um, throughout our, our lives. We forget that. Exactly. Um, when you had said that though at the, uh, at the beginning, it reminded me of that. You, know, you must have heard that story about the young child uh, who had a newborn um, uh, baby brother or sister and, and wanted to speak to the, the sibling alone and um, whispered in, in the baby's ear, tell me about God, I'm starting to forget. And like to me, that wow. yeah, it was quite the story, and and, and it and it just um, the work that you do just just uh, for me reminds me that um, uh, that we we need to remember like like some of us mm-hmm. are and I I would say that the Great Resignation and um, the, the awakening uh, that we are experiencing that the, the cosmic consciousness is all. Part, part one and the same thing, right? Uh, the resignation is happening because people are starting to awaken and, and starting to remember. And they're not necessarily knowing, okay, I know my purpose, but there's this, like you say, there's this calling, there's something that's niggling at them that's, okay, I'm, I'm here for something deeper than what I'm doing.
0: I feel deep gratitude as well for everyone listening in. And, you know, I, I do believe that this, Purpose economy, the donut economy, some people are calling it, is emergent, emerging, being called out for greater collective consciousness. And it just feels there's something astir. Mm-hmm. And I'm just happy to be a part of it and and proud that I stepped away from what is an amazing was it was and is an amazing executive career for me but i'm stepping into it to impact more to mm-hmm. to, to touch more companies to help more people and if we can all step into our oomph hoo hoo the world's going to be a really fun place
1: as always we are so grateful for your deep listening with us we want you to know that there is a community here that you may not know about yet We gather virtually every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for these live conversations and we call it Gather for Her. This is the place where we begin to weave our individuality together to remove silos and place our hands at each other's backs for activated, intentional action towards a world we all want for 2030. Where we prepare for a better world. When you're ready, we're here. Find us at powerhouse.com and get social with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. If it feels right, you can support this inspired wisdom through Patreon at patreon.com slash powerhouse. Until next time, keep listening and know we're always here, ready to gather with you.